Hello friend, welcome to Brace Up again and um, I'm so excited to have you here in this in today's episode and um, I'll be talking to you on a topic I titled No Alternative No Alternative and I'm going to be reading from the book of Romans chapter 1 from verse 16 Before we read, let us pray Father, I thank you for today's um, episode of Brace Up I know that you're going to bless uh, uh, everyone listening to me right now I'm going to bless them with uh, a, a new kind of desire to serve you much more. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So, no alternative. Romans 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jews or to the Jew, then to the Gentile. You see, um, our failure in outreach, in preaching the gospel, will start when you try to preach anything else apart from the gospel your that's your first mistake when you try to preach something maybe because that stuff is popular maybe because everyone is talking about it and then you want to talk about it and it is not the gospel the bible tells us that the power of god to save us from sin is found in a in one place and that is in the gospel so in the gospel is the power of god the gospel does not contain does not just contain the power of god to save it is the power to save so once the gospel is preached the the, 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 the uh, uh, souls must be saved the lost must be saved hallelujah now the bible does not give you need to take note of this the bible does not give an alternative for salvation it does not give an alternative for salvation. So if the gospel doesn't work, you try this. If it, if, if it doesn't work, you try that. No. The Bible it gives only one way we shall be saved. Open your Bibles to the book of Acts of the Apostles. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4. Okay, quickly, quickly. I'm reading from verse 12. Look at what the Bible tells us. It says, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. The Bible says there is only one name that we must be saved, that is in the name of Jesus we shall be saved. So it is only through the preaching of the gospel that salvation can be wrought. There is no other way. There is no other way. You should take note of that. The gospel, and one more thing I want everyone to take note of, because this is the, this is the thing that makes us sometimes um, decide to choose another way. Sometimes we used to ask ourselves, does the gospel really work as much as the Bible says it works? I'm here to affirm to your heart that the gospel always works. All the time the apostles ever preached the gospel, people got saved. Talk about Peter. Apostle Peter preached the gospel and 3,000 people got saved in Acts chapter 2. Okay. Philip preached the gospel to the Enoch and he got saved. Paul preached to the Asia and Asia was saved. He preached to uh, Agrippa and Agrippa said, do you even want to convince? So he was already believing. Once the gospel is preached, it contains in it, in itself is the power to convict the sinner of his or her sins. Hallelujah. If the gospel in quotes, you preach, does not have salvation results, then you have to check whether you are really preaching the gospel because once it is preached right, it must bring about the right result. And what's the right result? Salvation. Hallelujah. Salvation is not found in preaching prosperity. As good as prosperity is, nobody can be saved because you preached that they should have, that they will have money. Nobody will be saved because you preached sin. If you open to the... And then... Most importantly, you should know that salvation is not found in preaching letters. That is something Paul called letters. And now we're going to look at it. Open 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 
reading from verse 6. The Bible said, He has made us competent as ministers of a, of a new covenant, not of letters, but of the Spirit. For the letters kills, okay, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. That is something Paul calls letters. He's talking about the law. He's talking about uh, uh, the commandments engraved in stones. I made it clear here that the letters does not save life. Paul said it kills. It brings death. The result of preaching letters, preaching the law, preaching about people saying how they should do good or do, do better is death. It brings death. Why? From guilt and condemnation, it will lead to death. The death. So you should not preach the law. Do not preach. Do not go and start teaching people the Ten Commandments. It is not the Ten Commandments that saves a sinner. It is the preaching of the gospel. And shortly, I'm going to show you what the gospel really is. Hallelujah. And then I I, I, I pointed out here that you should not think that by preaching how a, a mysterious God is, I'm, I'm talking about dimensions and, you know, three dimensions of God, nine dimensions or 25 dimensions of God. Don't think that by preaching all that, that people are going to be saved. People don't get saved by that. It is only the gospel that saves. Okay. And then also, as good as leadership is, teaching leadership, church leadership, ministry leadership, whatever you call it, as perfect as important as it is, it is not the message for the unsaved. It is not what you teach people to be saved. Hallelujah. And that goes with every other form of teaching that is not the gospel. They don't save, as beautiful as they might be. I'm not saying that by teaching these things you are doing something wrong. I'm saying that by teaching these things, you cannot get a sinner saved. You only get a sinner saved by preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. They can achieve many things for you, but not the gospel. Salvation is only through the preaching of the gospel. So what is the gospel? I've been talking about the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. What is exactly the gospel? The gospel is the message about Jesus, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. Okay, and and also his attention. Hallelujah. I, I mean, ascension, rather. His death, okay, his resurrection, and his ascension. Hallelujah. That is what you preach. When you preach about it, that is when... People get saved. People don't get saved because you preach that Jesus died. Actually, his death is not the full package. The full package is his death, his uh, resurrection, and what? His ascension. Because if you preach his death, it's not a miracle. Because anybody can die. Okay? Anybody can die. If you if something, if you get sick, you could die of the sickness. And not you anyway. Anyone could die. That's not a miracle. The miracle is in his resurrection and consequently his ascension. Hallelujah. I'm going to show you something because if you want to know what the gospel really is, apart from just that I said it, let's see what the apostles preached. Because whatever they preached, we believe to be the right gospel because they taught us that if anyone preaches any other gospel, according to Apostle, uh, uh, Apostle Paul, that is not what he is preaching. That's talking about him, both him and the apostles anyway. Him what is preaching, the person should be what are called, that is separated. The Bible calls it anathema, to be separated. Hallelujah. Alright. Um, after Apostles chapter 2, let's see what Peter preached that made 3,000 men, 3,000 people to get saved. Verse 36, the Bible says, Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified. Okay? That's his death. Both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this very, this, this, uh, this, okay, this, they were caught to the heart and said to Peter, the other and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? You see, and Peter now began to teach them about how they need to be baptized and all that. You see, it is about what Jesus has done on the cross. That is what brings about our salvation. The Bible said at the moment they heard it, that was what pricked their heart. That's what touched their heart to be saved. If you go ahead in that same act of Apostles chapter 8 and uh, read verse 35 of that chapter 8, it says, And 
Okay, Acts chapter 8 from verse 35, yes. And they traveled along the road. They came to some water and the eunuch said, Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to read from 35. From 35, he said, Then Philip began with the very passage of the scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. Now, I'm going to make a, a very important point here because Bible tells us that Philip preached the good news about Jesus. Now, I said this, that if it was the good news that, that, Jesus, that um, Philip gave, then it could not be the life of Jesus when he was on earth because the life of Jesus when he was on earth is not the news, it is history. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. I said, if it is the life, the life of Jesus is history and not a news. But we are preaching him as a news and a good one at that because he rose from the dead. Philip could not be talking about the earth life of Jesus as new because it's not a news. It's just history. The only news there, which is the good news, is about Jesus, his resurrection and the effect of what he has done. So the good news is that Jesus died and because he died and rose from the dead, which is a good news, and the, good, the better news or the good news in essence is that anyone who believes will be saved. Anyone who believes in what he has done will be saved. That is good news. In other words, you're not going to be saved by your works. You're not going to be saved by trying to do good. You are going to be saved by what, by believing, just by believing in what he has done. By believing what you're going to be saved. Okay. So as soon as he gave the man the news, okay, as soon as he broke the news to him, this man wished to be baptized. He got saved immediately. That is what saves a man. The good news about what Jesus has done, that is that if we shall, according to Romans 10 verse 9, that if you shall confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and rose from the dead for you, you shall be saved. Okay? If you believe it in your heart, you shall be saved. That is good news. That's so simple. It's so, you know, sometimes the Bible makes it so easy to be saved. And so I, when I started learning the gospel newly, I, I felt this is just too easy. How can you tell me that just by saying with my mouth and believing my heart, I just get saved, you know? But that's the, that's the part, that's what makes it good news. Too good to be true, okay? It's an awesome news, hallelujah, that once you believe in your heart, that you shall be saved. Another story, another example I'm going to use, which is the last one I'm going to use, even though I could find more, is in Acts of the Apostles about 10, talking about Cornelius in verse 39. He said, we are witnesses, Peter talking, he said, we are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him to the cross. That's what? His death. In verse 40, he said, but God raised him from the dead. That's what? His resurrection. Okay. And on, okay, rose him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him, okay, after he rose from the dead. In verse 42, he said, He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one who God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testified about him and everyone who believes in him. Now, this is the news. Now, are you seeing the news? In verse 43, all the prophets testified about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sin through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. If the gospel is preached in its true essence, souls must be saved. The Bible says, as Peter yet speak these very words, which words? That if you believe in your heart, okay, and that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus, uh, uh, um, if you believe in, uh, sorry, sorry, he said, he believes in him, rather, you receive forgiveness of sin. The Bible says, as he was still speaking those words, these guys got saved immediately. 
Hallelujah. So my brother and my sister, if you want to see people saved in your ministry, if you want to see souls saved, there is only one way to it. There are no two ways about it. Preach the gospel and nothing else. When you mix it with some other things, you preach the gospel, but you mix it with a little of the law and with a little of prosperity, a little of demon, uh, demon casting or, or, or uh, uh, demon, demon, what do they call, they call it? Preaching of demons and all that. If you, if you mix it with all of that, you are going to have little or no result. The little result will be because the gospel is there at all, because the gospel contains so much power. But let me tell you, if you preach the raw gospel, brother, you are going to see tremendous results in your, in, in your, in your ministry. Hallelujah. Too much salvation. Paul saw the whole continent of Asia saved. Why? He preached the raw gospel. Only him. How? Once he preaches, the Bible said, all that had Peter got saved. The whole house of Cornelius. Not because Cornelius told them to get saved, but because they heard the gospel. So preach the gospel and nothing else. Don't ever waver in your belief in the power of the gospel. Because that's what happens to some of us. We start preaching and because of what people are saying, because of what people are doing around us, we start wavering our belief for the, uh, of the gospel. Don't waver. Know this, that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. That is a perfect news. That is the news that is too good to be true. Again, do not be distracted by the so-called popular messages. You see, you know, there are people who preach with strengths. Once something starts happening, they start talking about it. Brother, if you really want to see results in your outreach, I advise you, I encourage you, I urge you strongly to preach the gospel and only the gospel. And I'm sure, I'm telling you, that this new season we have entered in, this season of, 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 of revival that God is bringing to the world, is going to affect everywhere that you enter. I pray for you, that because you are listening to me, you are receiving the energy, the ability to preach the gospel and only the gospel. In the name of Jesus. More knowledge of the gospel is coming to you right now, because ways are made. You, you get messages that will help you to, preach, to learn more of the gospel and preach it more radically. I, I, I encourage you to join us next week on Brace Up. Because I know you've been blessed today. And by next week, God is going to bring something more amazing to you. Hallelujah. The next week, God is going to be coming both in video format, audio and text. Join us next week and you're going to be blessed tremendously. God bless you. Thank you very much for joining. I'm still Jude Chimobi here. And um, I hope to see you next week. God bless you.